Welcome everybody to the Longhorn Republic, your source for Texas Longhorn news, sports, and opinions with a bit of snark built in. We are a podcast of Burn Orange Nation, and you can find more great Texas Longhorn content over at burnorangenation.com. If you like what we do, please leave us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. You can find us under the Burn Orange Nation podcast feed. You can find us wherever you find good podcast content, whether it is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, anywhere where you find good stuff. You can find Kyle and myself. Connect with us on social media at Longhorn Pod. Shoot us an email, LonghornRepublicPod at gmail.com. Kyle, my name is Gerald Goodrich. I'm your host this week, like I am every week, and I'm joined by a man who puts as many balls in the water as Cole Hammer, Kyle Carpenter. Kyle, how are you? Uh, just one of the many things he and I uh, have in common, um, the other being we also went to the University of Texas. I think the list stops there. But uh, but no, uh, <laughs> hopefully you've seen this. We'll tweet it out from the show account. Cole, Cole Hammer, like myself, um, cannot be golfing over a body of water without putting a ball into it however um he hop skips and jumps it into some trick shottery which is utterly ridiculous and impossible um as someone who averages about six balls in the water each uh round of 18 i play i can tell you they don't bounce out like that and into the hole particularly often so uh if you haven't checked it out go check out our twitter it's 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 silly stupid dumb absolutely ridiculous and again cole hammer's balls don't stay in the water though they kind of come out which is where that joke comes into play so pretty light show for you today we've got a really great interview uh with with another member of the longhorn gaming crew we've got a little bit of burn orange lenses for you and then we're going to debut a quick new segment at the end of the show which i will not spoil but i think you will enjoy it and so continuing our uh, our march through longhorn gaming we have the newly signed Edward Shambly of Longhorn Gaming. He is a now, I guess, professional Brawl Stars player. Edward, thank you so much for taking some time out to join us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Well, we appreciate you coming out, man. So um, let's we'll just start with kind of you. Tell us a little bit about kind of yourself, how you got connected with Longhorn Gaming, and kind of the, the, the whole like pro esports scene now that that's something you're a part of. Yeah, so I'm Edward Shambly. I'm a second year computer science student. I came across Longhorn Gaming while just, you know, going through campus and they had a table set up on the on like the main drag of campus. And so that's how, you know, I ended up getting started with Longhorn Gaming. Yeah, I got started with Longhorn Gaming uh, just like coming across them on campus. They were doing like an outreach event on the main drag of campus. And so that's really how I got connected with them. Awesome. We've had a couple people here from Longhorn Gaming so far on the podcast, and I'm just curious because we haven't really asked this question, so maybe you can tell us the team dynamic. You're with the Brawl Stars. We had, um, you know, team manager. We've had some people on some different games. Is there like a – I mean, you're a part of this. You saw them on the West Mall or whatever. Do you you like – hang out with each other or are you pretty specific with your game do y'all y'all meet up and have a team-wide meeting how, how does that how does that all work for our listeners who are probably uh not not real familiar oh no we like totally hang out with each other outside of longhorn gaming events and such um no they're they're just really really fun people to be around right it's not like i just stick with the brawl stars people in fact the brawl <laughs> stars people i'm not um super social with outside of brawl stars right business business and social you gotta you gotta separate them is that's pretty much exactly what it is yeah and the longhorn gaming guys um especially having social events you get to know those people 
um, in more of a social context, right? Instead of a business context, like you were saying with the with the Brawl Stars guys. So we've mentioned the game several times now, but we haven't actually like unpacked what it is because um, it's a little bit different than, than some of the games we've talked about already. So for those that know absolutely nothing about the game you play, uh, give them like an elevator pitch, man. What's it all about uh, and why would they love like watching or playing it? All right, so Brawl Stars is a top-down 3v3 shooter for mobile. You can play it on your phone or tablet. Um, there are tons of 3v3 modes that are played competitively. There's a um, Battle Royale mode that isn't played competitively, but it's still lots of fun. Um, in the 3v3 modes, you'll compete for objectives like uh, Team Deathmatch or trying to uh, control the middle of the map for as long as you can in a mode called gym grab. So you pick up gems that appear at the middle of the map and you try to hold 10 of them as a team. And then once you hold 10 of them, basically you win, right? And that's and that's not it. There's also brawl ball where you're trying to score a soccer ball into the enemy's goal, <laughs> but you're also like killing each other at the same time. So, you know, it is sort of goofy, right? But that's part of the fun of it. Um, it's It can get a little bit hectic at times, right? But that's not to say there's not um, a competitive approach to the game and a way of looking at it uh, very analytically through like an esports sort of lens. And that's a good transition because I'm curious. Um, we've talked about it. We've had a couple of people on here and, and hopefully our, our well-informed listeners now very much understand the, uh, the, the sport part of esports. But I mean, for you as someone in it looking out, what would you say the biggest misconception is um, for those who aren't involved in esports? Um, people who want to get into esports think that they can just get into esports by being good, right? And they try and, and they solo queue, right? And they think that they can get better that way. And that's true. You can get better that way. And some people get very good that way. Um, but it's imperative that you network, right? Um, you will not realize your full potential until you finally get into contact with a coach and someone who can really draw that potential out of you, right? And so for me, streaming the game and uh, becoming pretty popular on Twitch helped me get into contact with the people that helped me get in to esports. So people are absolutely ignoring networking, I think. That's big, and that kind of... Kind of um connects us to our, our next point is so you you recently signed with with uh with the knights of brawl which is um a, a brawl star specific uh esports organization but like now that you're now that you're in i guess a, again professional ranks like what does that look like for you what is the career path for that what do you like where do you go from here well from here i suppose the objective would be to um branch out to some other orgs potentially right it's not it's not like this current team is just a stepping stone, right? But um I want to take whatever path like I am talented enough to take, right? So if I ended up being really, really good, then I would want to um go to a better team unless you know my teammates are also doing well and we can ascend the ranks together, right? Um the ultimate objective is just to do my best and get as far as I can, but of course also to have fun along the way, right? I started playing Brawl Stars because it was fun, and I had been playing it for the past several months because I like playing it competitively. If I hadn't gotten to competitive, then I think I probably would have burned out on the fun of the game. 
Well, so this is a, a University of Texas uh, podcast. We look, obviously, at, at the, the burnt orange perspective of things. How does how does the University of Texas, either Brawl Stars team specifically or, or Longhorn Gaming team, stack up uh, nationally? We, we like to have our, our rankings here at the University of Texas. How do, how do we stack up? Well, let's see. In October of last year, we actually played in the American Video Game League um, collegiate tournament. And we played against some pretty, pretty tough opponents, people who are um, known in the Brawl Stars community um, who've actually been signed before onto pro teams. And um, one of them was on a team that went to DreamHack Dallas last year, and they ended up winning that tournament. But UT ended up taking first in the nice. AVGL Collegiate Tournament, yes. And so we all split the prize of $2,000 in scholarships. And that was that was really a huge, huge, huge deal for Brawl Stars on campus and, you know, getting it recognized among our peers in Longhorn Gaming as, you know, something that we can start taking seriously. I love it, man. I love it. So anytime that we, we hear of... of... Uh, Texas players or Texas competitors doing well. We want to give them a highlight. So uh, you said you're a, you're a streamer. You said you're you've got an online presence. So man, if people want to connect with you, find out what you got going on, and where can they find you on the internet? Yeah, you can find me on Twitch.tv/ReadySet. That's R E D D Y S E T. I also have a YouTube that I'm starting. So it's just YouTube.com/c/ReadySet. Spelled the same way. Fantastic. Edward, thank you so much for taking some time out of your uh, quarantine time to hang out with us. Man. <laughs> we really, really appreciate you, brother. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me on, y'all. Absolutely. Thanks, man. All right. So briefly now, we're going to we're gonna come to our favorite segment of the week. What a week it would be without this segment. Of course, I'm talking about the burnt orange lenses where we take a view of the greater world with a burnt orange perspective. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go football heavy uh, this week. Um there was a uh, a pretty cool announcement. Uh, the NFL released their all-decade team, um, and amongst the the honorees were Earl Thomas and Justin Tucker, two Longhorns who I think no one could deny uh, are deserving. I mean, they obviously are, are savvy businessmen by joining my Baltimore Ravens, but also uh, just spent the last decade uh, putting fear in the hearts of the opposite team. What do you think about that, Gerald? Man, it is, uh, it's well-deserved. I mean, I wish there were more Texas players on those lists, but uh, you know what? It is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it, you're, it's a fair point. I'm sure there were some, and maybe we can we can hash that out for the when we look at the NFL case of some who were probably close and in the conversation. But uh, but either way, I think um, I think you know a really a really good showing, right? We got some guys there. Uh, we're we're continuing what starts here changes the world. Keeping it in the football vein, looking at newcomers who are at the beginning of their NFL career, our boy Chuck. Charles O'Menahu was the number four rookie in QB pressures uh, in 2019. And in the part that is significant about that, as you noted in the notes, Gerald, is Chuck was not the fourth uh, lineman drafted. He was not even the, the fourth uh, interior defensive lineman drafted. He was the 16th interior defensive lineman drafted because for some reason, scouts look at Texas players being real good in college 
and don't draft them, and then they watch them, we're talking about you, Puna, be really, really good at the next level. So I think the, the, the absolute next step is just start drafting these guys. Take them high, take them early, fill your teams with Longhorn beef. It's ridiculous that Texas players are flying under the radar, <laughs> but that's what's happening. Uh, and I guess, again, current on-field production is the reason why. I, I can't understand it, certainly. Um, I, I think there, there comes into some things, some other bias from other conferences, whatever. But uh, nonetheless, I, I, I do think that uh, I do think that, that we should see more of these. And uh, keeping it light, that's it, G. Love it. So our new segment, really quickly, because we're all social distancing, uh, we're going to introduce for the next few weeks or until we get tired of it, a new segment called The Godzilla Tribe <laughs> to see what you're watching. Kyle. What are you watching right now? Oh, so uh, I, I I think this is a great segment. I think my uh, my wife, when I told her we might be doing this, um, insisted that she gets a, a portion of this segment because uh, while I've been recording this podcast and other times she's been watching her own shows and she insisted that I, I tell the dear listeners that there is a Netflix Formula One show that's kind of chronicling a couple drivers through their season that um, if you like cars like she does, I don't really that much um see it's a great show it's it's flipped the the sports uh viewership in the house usually it's obviously me um in this no live sports time she's been heavy formula one and then she's recently gotten into Peyton's Places, which is usually on ESPN Plus, but is streaming on ESPN Two. My wife adores Peyton Manning's sense of humor. Um, not that I have anything to worry about. I, I I think I got a better forehead than that guy, but uh, that might be it. But uh, yeah, those are those are her two picks. So I'll throw those out there. Otherwise, we just finished um, f- rewatching for me, though I hadn't seen the final two episodes, and watching for the first time for my wife, BBC's Sherlock, which. Always a fantastic time. Uh, they're basically like movie-length, hour and a half episodes, but just fantastic writing, beautiful acting, um, and, a, and a really fun update on a classic story uh, that you know of Sherlock Holmes. Absolutely, Benedict Cumberbatch uh, doing what he does. So I am kind of double fisting the the drama we're doing right now uh, is Justified. If you haven't watched Justified, oh. it's on Hulu. So good, so so. Good. It's like season two of Justified. It's up there with one of my uh, with like my favorite TV shows of all time. And then comedy. I'm doing my. I haven't done it in a while, but I'm doing a rewatch of Scrubs, one of my all time favorite sitcom. Absolutely, just incredible. Uh, season one, Doctor Cox is just so good. Gerald, I, I've never been more jealous of your life than than right now hearing you say that. Man, Justified is certainly in my short list. Just of my like, I'd say it's one of the best, but it's certainly just one of my favorite experiences ever watching a show gosh i don't even want to rewatch it because it's such a beautiful precious thing when i watched it and it was perfect um and we we both share a, a deep deep love for scrubs shout out to the the good friend of the podcast please one day join our podcast shay serrano putting out the uh if you don't have his pdf go buy it right now about scrubs it's fantastic it's good stuff so that's all we've got for you this week kyle where can the good folks find you on the internet oh you can find me on twitter at Kyle Carbon. You can also follow the Texas Pregamer at Texas Pregamer. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at GH Goodrich. Follow the show on Twitter at Longhorn Pod. Shoot us an email, LonghornRepublicPod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for tuning in again this week. And until next time, hook them. Hook them. And thank you all for validating that I had the better of